Welcome back to Young Smart Money, show number 27 with me, your host, Apple Kreider, the show where we bring on young people who are doing cool stuff entrepreneurially. We interview them to get their best tips, tricks, and practices that you can start implementing yourself on your own business, on your own finances, whatever you are looking to achieve. Today, we have a very special guest on the show, um, one of my favorite episodes so far, actually. His name's John Danes. Um, he's 19 years old. He is located out in Georgia right now, and we sort of met through a mutual friend of mine, a business partner. His name's Ryan Scribner. Um, so we met through Ryan, and uh, he, he wanted to have me on his show. I wanted to have him on my show, so we just got together. We made it happen. Um, I learned a ton from this interview with John. He's doing some really, really cool stuff. His podcast is blowing up. It's called The No Excuses Show. We'll get into it in the show, uh, but without further ado, let's bring John on to Young Smart Money. All right, John, thank you so much for being on the show. John is the host of the no excuses podcast um and john could you give our listeners a brief overview of what the no excuses podcast is all about so uh, it's not going to be super brief i'm going to make it quick though so when i was 17 years old i had a mentor and uh, i would go out to kansas city every summer and work with him at uh, his e-commerce business and every day on the way to work he would always instill like knowledge and value into me and one day i was like man i wish everybody could have an experience like this so I started the No Excuses show back in August. Um, I'm 19 now, so it kind of took me a while to get it going. <laughs> but, you know, I started it back in August and um, kind of just with, with the goal not to make money or not to get a lot of attention from it, but just mainly to help people. And that's, I feel like, why it's been pretty successful thus far is because my main goal was to help people. Yeah, and it, it has been very successful. I mean, you have you have maybe, what, like 10 episodes up so far? Somewhere around there, right? Um, and you've got like almost a hundred reviews like that is, that just blows my mind. Like how, how are you able to accumulate so many reviews so quickly on this podcast? It's funny, man. Cause a lot of people ask me that, um, I was getting them so quickly at one point that Apple wouldn't, wouldn't even put them through cause they thought I was buying them. Really? Yeah. Like people would be like, Hey, did you get my review? Like 20 people were like, Hey, did you get my <laughs> review? And I was like, no, and they, they held them up for like five days. Like I called Apple. It was hilarious. But wow, really, man, just kind of guerrilla marketing. Like most people, when they want to reach somebody, they're like, hey, go listen to my podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you to listen to my podcast. But if you get value from it, leave me a five star review. Um, yeah. Subscribe. You know, and like the biggest way to really tell your growth on the Apple's platform mm-hmm. is to see kind of how many reviews you're getting. So that's why everybody that I talk to, I'm like, listen to it, but please leave me a review. And there was one point when I first started it, you know, I kind of got like a lot of my friends to go check it out. And they were yeah. like, Hey, I, I don't know how to leave your review. So I literally like, I still have it on my phone. I screen recorded how to leave <laughs> and I would post it on my Snapchat like every day. Like if you don't know how to do it, watch this super simple 10 seconds. So I just, you know, really want to get a bunch of reviews. Cause that's, I don't know. It just, it's not even like, it hasn't really helped me in a crazy way. Like um, I haven't been on the new and noteworthy, which I don't understand. Apple's algorithm must be really messed up because Dude, I don't there's, understand. There's podcasts that haven't made an episode since 2016 that yeah. I have found on the new and noteworthy. And I'm just like, what the, what are you, what are you doing Apple? Like this is r- ridiculous. Yeah, it's nuts. So it hasn't helped me from that standpoint, but like with a lot of, it's helped me get a lot of the people that I've had on it yeah. due to the fact that I have a, a pretty good amount of reviews because when you tell, even if somebody's like not super um, well versed in the podcast world, when you tell them like, "Oh, I have ten episodes and I almost have a hundred reviews," yeah, that's, like, okay. 
that's mad social currency right there. Like when people hear yeah. that, they listen. Like that's when I first heard about your podcast and I checked it out, I was like, damn, this dude knows what he's doing. Like he has the reviews. Like I, I, I don't know. I got to talk to this guy. So yeah. I think that's really smart what you said too about doing the screen record thing. Cause I've done that before to like promo an individual episode. Like when I launch a new episode, sometimes I'll do it on my Instagram story. I'll just like screen record myself, like looking it up on Spotify or Apple podcast and just clicking on it. Uh, but I think the leaving the review thing, that's really, that's really key. And I might start implementing that um, no, for yeah, cross promotion. Um, the thing is like, it's with a new platform and, and not to say that podcasting is super new, but it's just starting to kind of get really hot. Yeah. Um, so we're all kind of figuring it out together. And yeah. that's the thing that I love about it. You know, I can use somebody else's strategies. Hopefully somebody can get value from the strategies that I use. And we're all kind of, we're, we're all in this together. I don't see anybody as my competition. Exactly. I see us, I see us all working together. Like um, I was with uh, Ricky Gutierrez a couple of days ago and it was funny because he was telling me, he was like, I have a certain investing strategy mm-hmm. and the people that have a different investing strategy than me, I don't look down on them. I don't see them as competition. I want everybody to do what works best for them. So somebody could get a ton of value from my podcast and the style that, that I do. Somebody could get a lot of value from, you know, your podcast or Andy Frisella's podcast. I want people to listen to what's going to bring them the most value. So mm. That's big. Yeah. It's, it's all about thinking like there's so much abundance and when people start thinking in terms of scarcity and like, Oh, there's only so many spots and like, it's just like, so cutthroat. I, I don't, I don't do that. And like, it's right. just, it's so much better to just like, like move with everybody rather than trying to like get ahead of people. Um, Agreed. so, so bouncing off of the Ricky Gutierrez thing, you've got some pretty, pretty high ticket people on your podcast for only having 10 episodes. So the yeah. ones that really stuck out to me were your first, well, your first interview um, with the people from Entrepreneur. I'm not really sure how to pr- pronounce that. Um, um, Andres Acampo and David Blodgett. Of yeah. Entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, so how did you how did you line that one up? Okay, so it's funny because I, was I wasn't even, I had noticed that they hadn't been on a bunch of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I was a huge supporter of their brand for maybe eight, nine, ten months. Really? And like always promoting them. And I had talked with them because like literally I have like 10 of their shirts. Like, oh, <laughs> I messed one up today. I was wearing it today, but I got all dirty. So I'm not wearing it right now. But um, I was like a huge supporter. And I think they really liked the fact that I never asked for something from them. Like I just wanted to genuinely support the brand and help, you know, turn people their way. And I was never one of those people messaging them. Hey, can I get something free? Hey, can I get this? Can I get that? Yeah. And once I started my podcast, I had built up such a good relationship with them and them knowing that I'm like a genuine person. I genuinely want to see them grow that when I told them, Hey, I want to have you on my podcast. They, they didn't even hesitate. So most people want to get what they want from a person and then um, later on kind of give that person what they want. But I took a different approach and I said, I'm going to support these people's brand because I genuinely believe they have a good brand. And, you know, I know that when, once we establish that relationship, if I ever have anything to ask of them, I believe that they're going to do it. And mind you, I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking no. for free clothing. Nope. I'm asking them to speak with me for an hour and in turn bring them a lot of value um, to their brand because I had people right as I, uh, after I did the interview with them, sending me their uh, screenshots of their cart, you know, $150 people, some of my friends were spending. So, um, you know, it's just really, I think they have a really cool 
kind of brand. I mean, I love rock and their clothing. Yeah. Um, if you want, if you like the brand as well, no excuses, 20 for 20% off your next order. All right. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So they're really cool guys for sure. Cool. Yeah. I was chatting them up on Instagram a while ago. Um, and I thought it was cool to see their name on, on your show. Um, another, the other two names that stood out to me were Ricky Gutierrez and Ryan Scribner. Um, yep. cause both of those guys are, are quite like large in, as terms of following, like on YouTube, especially I'm pretty sure both those guys have what around like two, 300,000 subscribers. Um, Ricky's got 400 and probably by the time you get this one up, Ryan's going to have surpassed 300,000. Yeah. Uh, he might've already hit it. Let me check really quick. But, um, I want to say something really quick, if you don't yeah. mind about the entre entrepreneur guys, it's a really funny story how that happens. So I'm pulling out of my neighborhood. Uh, one day I had to go pick up my sister-in-law from the airport mm -hmm. and my mom was like, Hey, I need you to go pick up Nicole. Nicole's my sister-in-law. Uh, he's at two nine nine five four three. So, uh, <laughs> so um, she was like, "I need you to go pick up Nicole, my sister-in-law." So I'm on the way to the airport, probably ten minutes out, and I get a DM from them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I was at the red light, so okay, okay, don't don't, okay. Text, and drive. <laughs> don't text and drive. But um, so I open it, and it's their guy that does all their social media marketing. Gian is his name, okay. and uh, he goes, "What's up, John? How's it going, brother?" Um, David and Andres are both ready to be on the podcast. Let's get it done right now. <laughs> Did a U-turn, turned my car around, went right back home. I ran in the house. My mom was like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, can you please go pick up Nicole? <laughs> Here's my keys. I got to get this podcast done. <laughs> so when you're first starting out, and even when you further in your journey, you're not always going to be on your own schedule. Yeah. You have to work around other people's schedules a lot. Um, there's been... I've had people that I've lined up podcasts with that are just as big as of names as any of the other people that I've had on, but they haven't been able to work out because, you know, scheduling issues, which they're coming, but you know, you have to be able to work around other people's schedule. Anytime I'm ever setting anything up with somebody, uh, they always say what time, right? They always say, okay, what time are you do this? I say, anytime that works best for you, I'll make it happen. Yeah. So, you know, just always be, always the, the lesson that I'm trying to bring from that is just always be ready because you never know when an opportunity is going to strike. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you have to realize that you have to realize who has the leverage here. Like it's, it's not like they, they don't need to be on your show. Um, they would definitely get value from it and you would get value from having them on your show. But like you, you gotta be willing to work with them and not just be like, this is what I do. This is when we talk, but just like, yeah, be willing to like at the drop of a, of a, whatever the phrase is, um, yeah. just be willing to, to drop everything and, and do it because there's, there's so many opportunities that if you're not willing to, to make time for them, they're just going to slip right by. So true, man. You always got to be ready. You never know when the opportunities are going to come. Exactly. Exactly. So how did you line up these other guests with uh, Ryan and Ricky? It's actually so funny how this happened because everybody's like, a lot of my friends are like, oh my gosh, dude, like this is nuts. And it's <laughs> the story of how it happened is so funny. So I had talked, I've been following Ricky for probably a year and a half. Okay. Uh, I've always been a big supporter of Ricky. I uh, kind of like everything he's doing, even on investing in the stock market, kind of, he was just very interesting to me. Yeah. And his content was always very valuable. And um, I get a vibe kind of from some influencers that they're not 100% what they say they are. And obviously I'm not going to say any names. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but sure. Ricky never struck me as that guy. Like anything that I saw Ricky doing, I knew that Ricky was genuine. I knew that if Ricky took a picture beside a car, he had purchased that car. And I know it wasn't yep. kind of any like flex for Instagram type yep. stuff. 
And um, so I'd just been following his content for a while. And he did a video. It was on a big YouTube account. It's called Jubilee. Okay. And the video is titled $11,000 a day versus $80 a day. And um, I saw that. I saw that video. Yeah, it's a great video. Ricky's in it. And um, so basically, um, they're following Ricky and they're kind of asking him. It's kind of an intrusive video, honestly. They're kind of asking him how much money he's making, like off what, and kind of just getting in his business and then kind of showing his life of abundance and, and different stuff like that. Um, and then they're showing the, the day in the life of a guy that makes $80 a day who delivers Uber Eats. So the kind of twist that they put on this video, it's actually kind of, I, I don't like the way they did it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, yeah, you just said you've seen it, but yeah. I don't really like the way they did the video because they tried to portray Ricky as like this guy that's full of money and like empty inside. And if you know Ricky, like Ricky's one of the happiest dudes I've ever met. And a lot of people in the comments section were uh, really just being disrespectful, being rude um, to Ricky, just really just like, super rude stuff yeah as, as youtube commenters do like <laughs> keyboard warriors uh, it was funny because like ty lopez did this thing i don't even know how they measured this but it was like 90 percent of people that comment hateful stuff on youtube like actually have mental disorders really yeah like seriously like mental because that's you got to think man like today we live in a society where people say things on the internet that they would never walk up to someone oh, and say. Not, yeah, not even close, not even close. So I know Ricky doesn't take offense to it, but I just kind of knew how good of a guy Ricky was. So I put like a 50 second video on my Instagram story about these comments and just kind of like talking about everything that was wrong with them because they were basically saying he's losing money on all his cars. And if you follow him directly, you know that he invests in his cars and he'll either break or make a profit on his cars. Yeah. And, um, you know, the people that aren't financially educated were commenting and saying, Hey, you know, this kid's buying these cars. They, they depreciate right as they come off the lot, just stu stupid comments yeah. of jealous people. And I just took a video about it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like these people don't know what they're <laughs> talking about. I was like, this is one of the reasons that I dislike social media is because everybody has a voice Yep. when they really don't need one because they're just not educated on a subject. That would be like, that would be like me um, walking in a doctor's office and trying to perform surgery on someone. I know nothing about surgery, just as these people know nothing about exactly. surgery. They've all so, got an opinion though. Exactly, everybody's got an opinion. So um, I took that video and Ricky's business partner, Justin Lawrence, shout out to Justin, he's a great guy, has been following me for maybe six, seven months. And um, he was like, hey man, appreciate the support. I just showed this video to Ricky and um, I'm looking at Instagram and this was like, I'm not big on Instagram, which is okay. weird, which is weird to me um, <laughs> just because like the content that I put out, but um, it'll happen eventually. You know, it'll Gary, happen. You'll Gary get there. talks about it, but uh, <laughs> he's like, you know, don't just post content to bring people that you don't worry about yep. your followers. So I don't do that. So, but I just, it's weird to me. And this was before I had like a thousand followers mm -hmm. and um, Justin was like, Hey, I just showed your video to Ricky. And I was like, Oh, cool. You know, Ricky's going to send me a message and be like, Hey man, thanks for the support, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ricky followed me and I was like, Oh crap. Like, what's going on? Dang. I get a video message from him and he's like, Hey man, thanks so much for the support. I really appreciate it. And I was like, no problem, dude. Like I just know you're a genuine guy and I don't like when people talk like that about you on the internet, whatever. And I was like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Cause like, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a perfect time to plug this. <laughs> 
And I just meant like we're doing right now an interview over Skype. Mm-hmm. And he's like, great, let's do it. Let me fly you out to AZ. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, all right, let's get it done. So um, I was, the thing is like, I'm, I'm a person that gets excited about something after like it's all confirmed. Yeah. Because like I've had like some big people like that I've talked to about getting on the podcast and it falls through. So if I were to be like, hey, I'm going to get, so-and-so on the podcast and then it falls through and it makes me sort of look like an idiot. So I kind of really kept quiet about it. I didn't get on Instagram or Snapchat and be like, Ricky Gutierrez is flying me out to eight, <laughs> you know, because I was afraid that like maybe it could fall through. So yeah. um, he, he paid for my ticket. I went out there with one of my buddies and um, we went out there, did the podcast. It was the first podcast Ricky has ever been on. Really? Yeah. True statement. Um, he said it himself. You can go listen to the podcast. And he did a fantastic job. And then uh, the day that I got in, um, they picked me up from the airport and my buddy. And uh, Ricky was like, we got a guy coming in um, named Ryan Scribner. And I was like, okay. Um, I mean, I don't follow a ton of people on YouTube. Like, I really follow Ricky, Gary V, mm-hmm. and Valuetainment. Uh, okay. Bay. Um, I really, I really like those three and there's a couple other people that I watch, um, every now and again, but I don't, I'm not big into like watching the kind of personal finance, like long-term investing stuff. I'm more in kind of like looking at the entrepreneurship kind of niche. And, um, so I looked him up and I was like, dang, this guy's got a huge following. Yeah. Um, I had already done the podcast with Ricky and Ricky just kind of talked about like personal branding and all the different stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, with Ryan, I'd really like to focus um, on becoming successful on YouTube because yeah. if you're successful on YouTube in a niche of long-term investing, oh. you have to make good content. And that's just the kind of the thought that kept going through my brain is that this guy has amassed this following on long-term investing. Like you yeah. must know some type of secret. So he just kind of, he got on there and he, he dropped a lot of value. I love doing podcasts with YouTubers because they're all really well-spoken. Yeah. You know, so, um, and they kind of just have that different kind of, I don't even know how to explain it, like a different kind of personality of them when they get in front of the camera, in front of the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because like Ricky was like, man, you sound so much different when you get on the podcast. And I was like, it's just kind of this character that you fall into. Yeah. To come on and, and the YouTubers kind of already have that character that they fall into. So I just love doing a podcast with them. They're, they're all wonderful, but yeah, all great guys. I was super excited to have them on the podcast. They're already my two most popular ones, uh, (laughs) Ryan and Ricky. So yeah, really, really excited about how that came together. But, um, I know I'm kind of on a rant here, but again, with Ryan, this wasn't anything that was planned out. No, this so spur of the moment. It's very spur of the moment. And even that's the, when I, when I did my intro on the podcast, that's the first thing I said is we, this is spur of the moment. We just met, we just um, came to know about each other. Like I just found out about this guy 30 minutes ago and um, we made it happen. And I just literally, I'm playing ping pong and I'm talking to Ryan while I'm playing ping pong at Ricky's. And I said, Hey man, you got a pretty good following, right? He's like, yeah, about 300,000 subscribers. I said, let's do a podcast tomorrow. He said, all right. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's spur of the moment. Everybody thinks that you have to have some kind of big, long plan and, you know, you got to plan six months in advance. Just make it happen. If you can make it happen, make it happen. 
Exactly. When those opportunities come, you just got to be willing to jump and you just got to be willing to take those. Mm-hmm. 100%. Man. So I wanna, I'll go for it. I want to ask you a question. For sure. This is, I think this is what hinders a lot of people. Before yeah. you started your podcast, did you know anything about podcasting? No, literally, literally nothing. Like I was just, I wanted to, to get my, get my message out there and to reach more people. And I was like, podcasting is, is getting big right now. So I'm just going to get out there and do it. Um, and it's, it's all about jumping before you're ready. Cause if you wait until like the perfect time until you know everything about podcasts or everything about whatever you're trying to do, you're never going to get there. Like you just have to start and you're going to learn once you're actually doing it. Like it's better to just get out there, start running, fall down a couple times than, than to try to learn everything about it before you even, even get started. Like that's just, that's just the way I roll. Exactly, man. I'm the exact same way. And I think the thing that hinders people the most in whatever it is that they're going to do is they don't feel like they, and I've been stressing this a lot lately. They don't feel like they're educated on them. Yep. So, uh, you know, somebody wants to start a business. Well, I don't know about taxes. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Well, by the time you learn, you're going to be so behind everybody else that there's not even a point in starting. If I would have waited until I felt like I was the best podcaster in the world, podcasting wouldn't even be a thing anymore. Man. Exactly. I ordered all my stuff. I watched a Pat Flynn video. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, Pat's the man. And then that's it. Then I started, man. I was playing around my computer, and then I just got into it. And it's grown into something that a lot faster than I thought it would. Yeah. It's made me a lot of connections. It's given me a chance to have a lot of conversations that I wouldn't normally have. So if you feel like you can bring, if it's your thing, um, you know, because Gary Vee talks about it, like, in uh, crushing it, he talks about it and yeah, crushing it. Yep. Um, I couldn't sit there and write a blog. It's not my thing, nope. um, but I can do a podcast. I can do video. Um, that's my thing. So if you think you can bring value to the podcasting world and you think it's going to help you tremendously. So I encourage everybody, if you feel like you have good content, don't just start a podcast just to get on there and no. be monotone. And, you know, but if you actually have a message, yeah. So why did you go for podcast instead of like the YouTube channel? Um, well, the thing is the reason I called it the no excuses show mm. was so that I could branch into, uh, YouTube. Okay. So that was kind of the whole goal. And I got super interested in podcasting. I would uh, like, and I love watching YouTube videos, but I listen to way more podcasts than I actually watch YouTube videos. Mm. And even like value Yeah. I'll listen to the podcast. Huh. Okay. I don't even, I mean, I'll watch the YouTube videos, but it's just so much easier. Like if you're working, if you're working out, if whatever you're doing, it's just easier to pop your uh, earphones in and just listen to the podcast. So yeah, yeah. it's just so streamlined. Like Gary Vee says, eliminating all the friction and just Mm -hmm. like getting the information without having to to sit down and like dedicate your entire focus to absorbing it. Um, so you mentioned you're not super big on Instagram, but do you have any other like platforms where you cross promoted your podcast or was it really just word of mouth? Instagram and Snapchat. I have a pretty big following on Snapchat um, just from just from people that I can't because I, I honestly everybody always talks about your favorite social media. Yeah. Snapchat is by far my favorite social media. Really I love Snapchat. Why? I don't know. I just like it so. I just like the idea of it, and it, it's just like sixty second videos. You can send them directly to your friends. I just like the whole interface of it. I love Instagram. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I just I love Snapchat um, for some reason. It's just like, it's with Instagram, people put on this face and I think everyone's guilty of it. You know, on my Instagram, 
rarely will I curse or anything like that. My Snapchat, I probably sound like a sailor. Like it's just everybody, <laughs> everybody does it. And I'm, I don't even feel like guilty saying that I do it because I no. just, you know, like everybody does. Yeah. So that's why I like Snapchat so much. Cause I just like the raw and the real. Um, one thing with my podcast is a lot of people are like, do you edit them? If there's a big kind of error, I'll edit them, but I, I yeah. like to keep it. I like to keep it real, man. I like to have yeah. a conversation. I don't like to sit there and grill somebody, interview them. I just want to have a conversation with you because I feel like that's where the most value comes from is when people put their guard down and just be real. Completely agree. Like I used to structure this show more as like a, like an in-depth interview, um, but people just weren't digging that. Like I was getting a lot of feedback like, hey man, bring back, bring back conversations because people, people just want to hear like – it, they, they want to hear it like they're overhearing a conversation rather than like sitting through like a scripted like CNN interview. So yeah. that's, that's, that's been really effective for me. And, and, and it's something that I think really brings a lot of value because I know myself when I hear like the, the conversation style of podcasts, I really like those a lot more than when it's just like a, like a TV style interview. I'm the exact same way. So that's, that's why I formatted my show the way I did. All right. So I got a couple questions that I like to ask all of my guests that I want to ask you before we go. Um, so are you ready for, we have four questions here. Um, the first of which is how do you stay motivated? Cause I know you're doing a lot of stuff. You've got this podcast, you're rolling out, you're meeting a lot of cool people. How do you stay motivated every single day to get up and get after it? Man, that's a great question. Um, I think that I have a lot of motivation that comes from just inside of me. Like I feel like I'm naturally motivated, but that's okay. a bad, that's a bad answer. No, <laughs> um, with the whole thing, with the decision of me not going to college, that's been a huge motivator for me because I wake up and I'm like, you need to get it done today because in a couple of years, these people are going to be graduating with degrees. You got to do your thing. So yeah. that's been a huge motivator for me that there's no backup plan. Um, yeah. There's been no backup plan. It's every day, head first at your goals. Don't turn around. And, you know, just kind of knowing the level that I want to be on. Um, mm. You know, there's a certain level of lifestyle that I've sort of learned to accept and not um, – accept anything below that. And I think that a lot of, a lot of people get turned off by the material goals, but if that's what can motivate you as a short term, that's a good thing. Like, you know, there's cars that I want, there's watches that I want, there's houses that I want, but I know I realize that that's not going to bring me true fulfillment, but as a short term motivator, they definitely help a lot for me. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. And like, it's good to not have that as like the end all be all, because if you're just, if you're grinding away for this big house, you get the big house and you still feel empty, like, then, then what, what did you get out of that? And that's not going to make you keep going. So it's good to have, have that bigger driving factor, but then also having like the short-term goals to like satisfy like th th that you're making progress. It's so true. And let me just give you a few examples of that. Um, yeah. I got a chance to meet Mike Lindell. He actually lives in Minnesota, the CEO of MyPillow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mike's a really cool guy. Um, he's worth estimated probably $200 million, okay? And let me just give you a small example. He's wearing a used Rolex, probably a 2005 on the watch. And he's driving a Dodge Ram pickup truck. This guy didn't walk in in a Gucci down with a Audemars on or a Patek Philippe driving a Bentley. It's very simple. You know, like with, with billionaires, my mentor gave me this distinction because he has a huge kind of network of people that he knows. He knows people worth a hundred million and he knows people worth a billion. And I asked him, I said, Pete, what's the difference between somebody worth a hundred million and somebody that's a billionaire? He said, this the person worth a hundred million, all they want to talk about is a private jet and Lamborghini, but these billionaires don't even want anybody to know who they are. So um, I think it's a cool distinction. Like, and 
it's it's cool to have the material stuff, but you have to realize that if you want to attain like a true, real kind of financial goal of yep. being a billionaire, it's just not what they do. So, you know, if you want to if you want to be like somebody, you need to study their habits and their actions, and then become like them. And you know, yep, totally, totally, totally agree with that. Um, next question. Do you have any books that have particularly influenced you? These can be mindset, financial, really just any books that have had a big impact on you. Um, Crush It and Crushing It by Gary Vee, of yep. course. Um, one book that I read for a lot of structure was Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. Um, Dude, Dave, yeah. Dave's a cool guy. Um, even if you don't agree with all his principles, I, I don't even agree with all his principles. No. Um, but I, it gave me a lot of structure and it taught me a lot about the whole, when I was first getting started, just kind of the structure of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm reading uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. Okay. Um, it's actually got my mic on it right now. You can't see it. <laughs> yeah, um, man, I'm trying to think. The Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belfort. I read yep. that one. It's a pretty good book. There's a lot of different books that I like. Think and Grow Rich, obviously. You know, classic, classic. Are- classic good books, but really crushing and crushing it were probably my two favorites that I've read. Yeah. Those have been impactful, man. Those books. Yeah. Those books definitely teach you a lot, especially about personal branding. And if you're just trying to get started, like getting your name out there, those books are, those books are a must read in my opinion. hundred percent, man. Gary's a G. Oh, dude. Yes. I, I get hyped on his podcast pretty much every morning when I hit the gym, I'm listening to his podcast because it yeah. just gets you going. Like he's, he's there with the energy day in and day out. Um, all right. Do you have, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? Um, can be either business or just like lifestyle, man. That's a really good question. Probably my biggest habit that served me the most is just doing what I say I'm going to do. Mm. Um, I think that if you want to be successful, that's the first place you can start is just doing what you say you're going to do. Yep. And another one that's really helped me a lot is acting as if I'm in a particular place that I'm not necessarily at yet. Like Ricky told me the other day, he was like, man, you carry yourself unlike anybody that I've ever seen that's 19 years old. He's really? like, I, yeah, he's like, I feel like your delivery and he's just probably just saying this. I don't know if he truly believes this is like, he said it, he felt that it was better than his, which I don't personally agree with that. I think Ricky's a very well-spoken, but I think that whether you're introverted, whether you're outroverted or whether you're introverted, extroverted, that? extroverted, I don't even know what, what to call it, but um, <laughs> just carry yourself in a certain way. Um, you're, you're, the way you carry yourself should translate to what you want to be. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So if you want to be a billionaire, carry yourself like you think a billionaire would. Don't be arrogant mm-hmm. at all. Treat everybody the same. Um, that's the biggest, one of the biggest indicators for me when I go out with somebody that I could be potentially doing business with. Um, and I learned this from one of my mentors. I, I want to see how they treat me. Yep. But I also want to see how they treat the waiter or the waitress yeah. or, or, you know, the person who valets the cars. I want to see how they treat everybody. And it's a big indicator on how they treat their, excuse me, family as well, mm. because, you know, just treat people right. That's, that's the biggest really ones that I can stress. Mm. That's big. That's big. I really like that. And like carrying yourself as if you're in the place that you want to be, even if you're not there yet, I think that's essential. Um, the last one is just where can people find out more about you, find out more about the no excuses show. Where do you want to drive, drive people to, to learn more about you? Oh man, I appreciate that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at John M Danes. I got some YouTube stuff in the works, just learning more about it. Um, you know, I know we, we stress big on like, I've got a bunch of content. I just need to find out how to edit it and get it all put together. So, you know, it's, you get it done, you start, and then you just go. I don't, I'm not trying to get a, 
master's degree in learning how to edit YouTube videos. Yeah. I want to find out how to put this thing together and make it look good. So YouTube stuff coming soon. Um, you can find the No Excuses show on Apple and um, on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. Those are my two biggest um, platforms that I push it on and uh, at John M. Dades on Instagram. All right, perfect. Well, John, thanks again for being on the show today. I appreciate it and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure. It's funny. This is my first podcast that I've spoken on. And uh, man, I'm really excited and I really appreciate it. Thanks again to John for appearing on the show. It was a pleasure having him on the show and hearing from him, hearing his experiences. And I'm sure we will be doing a lot more podcasts and whatnot together in the near future. Um, if you guys enjoyed this show, again, check out all of John's resources. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He's got some He's got some really valuable content over there. So definitely check that out. We'll link that up in the show notes as well. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, do consider leaving us a review on iTunes. They really, really do help. I take everything to heart that you guys do. Um, let me know all the feedback. So I appreciate it. And each and every review really, really does help. They really add up. So definitely consider leaving a review if you got some value out of this show. And I will see you guys on Friday.